How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Well, we made it. Good evening. <laughs> Good evening. You are excellent. watching Inside the Locker Room with your co-host, Brian Mosalem, alongside a longtime friend of mine, Jason Strayhorn, former center at MSU. How you doing, Jay? I'm doing fantastic, man. Good to be here with you on a fine Tuesday night. I'll tell you. Tuesday evening We've been wanting, We've been wanting to do this for how long now? Oh, man. 20-plus years. I mean, we've been doing it. In uh, basements and dorm rooms, apartments for a long time. But uh, now I think it's time for the people to, to hear, you know, the crazy stuff that comes out of your mouth. Inside, bird's eye view, unfiltered. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Unfiltered. That's but, right. We're going to so, have fun doing it, too. Yeah, we are. We sure are. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, you millions of people out there really appreciate you coming in to, to hear us today. So uh, just a, some brief intro. So, Jason, um, Obviously, I know who you are, but so for our listeners, viewers out there, you uh, played football at Michigan State. You yep. were all Big Ten center. You yep. played from 94 to 98. Yeah. First team consensus all Big Ten. Absolutely. Media and coaches. So you yeah. got that down. Thank you. You got that down. Do you remember all that? I do, I do. Damn. Currently, you're, in, uh, you're a real estate development. Yep. Um, and you're most famous for <laughs> being in the booth. MSU football, Spartan Sports Network, 16 years. <laughs> yeah, Spartan Sports Network. Yeah, for 16 seasons, Fox Sports right now uh, for Michigan State football alongside of uh, my longtime play-by-play announcer, uh, the voice of the Pistons and the Michigan State Spartans, George Blaha. Tell us about that. How was it working with George? Oh, it's, a, it's unbelievable. I'm going to tell you what. Like, George is cooler than cool. He's one of those guys that just – he's been around. He's a legend. I mean, this is when you're talking about like the Ernie Harwell level guy in, in George Blaha. He's a living legend. He's been calling games for the Pistons since, you know, we were born almost. I think about 42, 43 years. And, you know, been Four, call, 47. Called, oh, 40, oh, my age. Oh, no. He was born. The years. Oh, he was. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yes. not your age, but almost. When you were in diapers, he started calling games. I Pistons remember him game. on Channel 50 when I was a kid watching him. You remember that? Vinny off the high glass. Yeah. <laughs> Count that baby in a foul. <laughs> I mean, he's just uh, the consummate professional. Uh, he prepares, you know, watching him prepare for every game like it's uh, like he's on an interview really gave me a lot of in- insight into how to prepare myself and uh, being able to do that for the past 16 seasons is unbelievable it's a dream uh, never thought I'd be in this position never thought I'd be here but man here we are um, you know I, I, I thought that you were going to say that I'm just Caden or Cody's dad and Gabriella's dad that's what I'm mo- most famous for but you let's talk about your career hold on let's go back to some my, of your calls though. My, my I want to hear your radio calls oh, man. what is your I want to know what you've had some legendary calls over uh, the over the years, and, and that Rose Bowl, and, I like that Rose Bowl. Yeah, the man. Rose Bowl call. Yeah, that was a good one. You know, 2014, 13 team uh, in the Rose Bowl against Stanford, the fourth and one, the stop by Kyler Ellsworth. That was huge. You know, I like that call. That was one of my favorite. L.J. Scott, uh, Iowa, yeah, Big Ten Iowa Big Ten Championship in Indianapolis, my mm-hmm. hometown. Shout out to Naptown. Yep. And but, I mean, you can't look the one. You know. The, f- the trouble with the snap. Oh. In the big house. The that, legend. That, you know, people thought I had a, you know, like a coronary. They thought I was dead, you know, because we have a, a, a statistician by the name of Larry Cernick at the time is sitting right next to me. And we hear the call. You can hear him screaming. And people think it's me going off mic. It's losing my mind. But. Oh, do we have that call? But you did sound like the cookie monster. Can you play that call for us? <laughs> we got that call. Yeah. This will be a 24-yard field goal try on fourth down from the right hash mark at the 14-yard line. They'll fake it. Running to his right end. Oh, he's going in. it. 
to the kicker, Coglin, and Matt Coglin's into the end zone. Touchdown, MSU. Is that the call? More razzle-dazzle in the red zone. That's that D'Antonio magic. And it's 27-7. to Wrong. That, that, that ain't the call. <laughs> that was a nice call, but that ain't the call. <laughs> <laughs> getting What's the kings out. Here? First show, we're getting the kings out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know. Yeah, you, you gotta, it's the cookie I mean, monster call. Did you pay the man? I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a legendary. I mean, if you wanted to reenact we that could, play. <laughs> you know, there's no way you, you can. can if it. you went out right now and, and lined up 22 people and tried to reenact that play in 15 against Michigan, you couldn't do it. No, you couldn't. That, that was one of those unbelievable. That was better than the, uh, the, the Cal-Stanford band play. When oh, the band's coming there, on the field, a, you know, the kick six. You will never see another play like that in Alabama, college Alabama-Auburn? No. Ever? No. no. Rival game. Not. That close. I mean, and there's, that's probably the only way that we could have possibly won that game. You know? uh, that was just – well, go back to when you played, though. Like, how was it playing for George, Perlis, Nick Safe? What – uh, what was the difference between George and Nick? Oh, well, I know you like to talk about weight. We're not going to talk about weight now. because Why would big, you? There's a big difference there. <laughs> but God rest his soul. I love George. He's the reason I came to East Lansing in the beginning. The guy <laughs> was like a father figure, having a father away from home. Um, just a warm guy came in my home with those four Super Bowl rings from the Steelers. And he started talking about the history of Michigan State. And he just made you want to feel like he just wanted to run through a wall, brick wall for this man. You know, he just – he was a great guy. And, um, you know, I always give him credit for, you know, opening my eyes to the possibility of coming up north here to Michigan and Michigan State. And uh, because I, I never liked Michigan, just to, just to be – let's put that on the table. Like, Michigan recruited me. We're here to be objective. And Michigan recruited me, and I, I never liked Michigan. I grew up a Notre Dame fan. I'm a Notre Dame kid. I'm an Indianapolis guy. By, by back in the day – but I'm born now. I'm a Michigan guy for life. Spartan dog. So, but George is a guy, man. I mean, everybody loves him. Uh, he, he, he really, he really uh, taught a lot of people a lot of good lessons. Like, who drives? The dummy drives. The dummy drives. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> like, some of the things that we used to do. They're still ingrained in our oh head. Oh, my God. It, it, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, the boxing gloves that, you know, guys used to wear in the middle of practice when they wanted to fight. boxing gloves out to practice. <laughs> and if you, caught, if you were fighting in practice, imagine doing that nowadays. Probably get fired. Yeah, if you were, if you were fighting, he would stop the practice. He would give everybody boxing gloves. Make the two people fight until they were just exhausted. Can you imagine <laughs> yeah. nowadays that happening in college football? No, no, just won't happen. It's such a politically correct society that we live in. Political correctness is where we are. So, but those were good. Those were the good old days, man. George, uh, you know, was was a great guy. And then in comes after my first year. You spent a couple years with George. I only had one. I had three. My with second year, yeah, I had four with Nick Saban. Rhymes with, you know, Satan, some people would say back then, because he was so intense, man. I mean, this guy, he didn't let anybody get away with anything at all. Like, even when we had good days, he amped himself up to get angry. But, you know, he was such a, a, a very bright football mind. His defensive prowess was second to none, as you can see today. Uh, the man, you know, when people buy into his process, they win championships. They go to the NFL. They have long careers. And it just keeps on breeding itself over and over again down in Tuscaloosa. And he's done a phenomenal job. He won one in LSU. And also now he's won how many with Alabama? Six, I think. Six? Wow. I mean, he's like Brady status almost, man. I mean, that's, he is. That's, he's, a, he's a legend. Um, but the, the things that I learned from Nick Saban, I, I mean, I, I pour into my son's on a daily basis right now. And uh, I'm, I might be that guy that they, they think is a prick. But I know in the end it's going to uh, pay huge dividends. Well, your son has an offer. Several congratulations. Oh, yeah. But he's got a long way to go. Several he's, offers. Yeah, several going offers. into ninth grade, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, Syracuse. Syracuse, Tennessee. Mm. I mean, that's remarkable. Hasn't played a down yet in high school. No. It shows you how this everything is just. Just, oh, it's changing. Yeah, just, the whole landscape of college football is changing. We're going to get into that. But, man, I need, before we do that, I need to talk about you. 
Like your background. We love, f- I love talking about me. You, oh, Brian. I one thing everybody's going to get to know, Brian loves him some him, baby. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't love you if I don't love me. That's, that's true. I can't, that's it's, not, true. it's not possible. <laughs> Did you read that somewhere in the book? <laughs> I mean, it's not. But you don't you love anybody you, else. You if you look at them, show you, some love, the baby. Chemistry the chemistry of somebody, the 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 physi the physio physiological makeup yes there you, you go you cannot love somebody if you don't love yourself <laughs> and i just made that up so i just i just made that up. <laughs> you could tell he was a three-time I, academic all big 10 selection you know brian asylum coming out of the great fortson dearborn tractor. fortson dearborn fortson go go tractors oil job recently committed antonio gates son oh yeah fortson tractor Mel he's gonna be a dog in. Yeah, Mel right. him in Four star. Yep. I mean, hey, let me tell you something about recruiting. When you get to recruit and you say, Yo, "Who's your dad?" Oh, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. That, yeah. Legacy kid. Yeah, that's a win. That's uh, you, you recruit bloodlines. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Caden Strayhorn. But hey, hey, his dad ain't no first ballot Hall of Famer. I tell you that. That's a that's an easy. Yes, we need him. And, and there, there's no question about that. Love no it. No question. And I, I can't wait to meet the young man when he comes here next year. But you know, so you're you started off at Dearborn Fortson. And then you came to Michigan State in 92. I did. Under George Perlis. Played offensive line. You were a guard. Three-time academic All-Big Ten. I was. Yeah. Talk, talk a bit about, you know, your, your recruitment to come to Michigan State when um, Perlis came to your house. Oh, I mean, you know, that was an interesting day. My mom, God rest her soul, I'll never forget George was in my house eating dinner. And she just taps him on the shoulder and tells him, eat, eat, we love fat people. <laughs> I said, I go, Ma, what are you doing? Right. You just and she looked at me. She said, the she, offer. she said, what? And Pat Shermer, who recruited me, was head coach at Cleveland Browns, just blows up laughing. <laughs> Runs out. I mean, just couldn't stop laughing. And, you divine know, Coach God rests his soul. Yeah, yeah Divine Child. Yeah. He's, just, he's got them lamb chops, and he's just he was smashing, like huh? a typewriter. One by one. He's going. <laughs> George, George is special, let me tell you. Yeah. I mean. Some of the stuff that he did, I mean, he brought me to Michigan State. I mean, he made me, you know, and I'll never, I'll never, I mean, George Perlis had some classic, classic stuff, stuff that you coaches at home now know you can't do or say. <laughs> you can't do it no more. Because we can't repeat no. half the stuff that were said to us on the field, in the locker room. Um, it's a whole nother world out there nowadays. A whole nother world. I mean, but tell us, you got to, hey, come on, this is a podcast now. You got to go ahead and tell one of those stories. Like, tell me a, 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 your favorite George Perla story. My favorite George Perla story that I tell people um, probably had to be that one time where I was playing center in practice and I just kept fumbling every snap and messing assignments up. It's hard. And to every be a center, coach is yelling at me, and Masalam, what are you doing? I mean, you're just getting swore at, cussed at, yelled at. Just one of, you know, one of those hundred play scrimmages where you're just dying, right? <laughs> it's spring ball. Oh, yeah. I There's know. miserable. There's no end in sight, right? Yeah. You're in period you're four of 42, <laughs> right? You're, you're, you're two hours in to a three and a half hour scrimmage. Yep. God knows you're just blasting each other. Everybody knows you're running the ball. <laughs> and they, the whole D-line is teed up. They got nine guys in the box. And so I just just get, kept getting yelled at. I'll never forget. He walked up and he looked at me and he patted himself on his chest and he said, "Me, I effed up, not you. I recruited you. <laughs> this one's on me." He looked at all the coaches. He said, "Guys, this one's on me. I recruited him. He's not as good as he th- we thought he was." Here I am. I'm a 19-year-old kid. Wow. I'm a 19-year-old kid. What that do to your ego, man? I was stunned. I was like, man. I'm never going to play here, <laughs> ever. I got no chance of playing one down, you know? I mean, that's, yeah. And then, and then George gets fired. Nick comes in, and I played two years for Nick. And my claim to fame was playing next to Flozell Adams. Oh, yeah. You know, for, you know, two years, telling him every play what to do. You know, he's a... <laughs> prob- telling him what to do. Possibly a Hall There's of Famer, little, yeah. 100 millionaire. And I'm doing a podcast here for free with you, but <laughs> Flo obviously did something right. 
Um, There's a bit of a size difference between you two. Just a tad. I mean, Flo's a mountain of a man. I mean, we're gonna get him on the show one day. Yeah, we get Flo on. You know, we're gonna get him on here one day. Big fella, man. He was. He. I tell you, but but the difference is. Saban, the attention to detail that Nick had. Yeah. I mean, Nick, you know, and we were, we were catching George towards the end of his career, so we don't really know how intertwined he was with special teams and every facet of the game. Yeah. But Nick, his attention to detail of every facet, from what the gunner is supposed to do on the punt team to what the inside guy is on the kick return team, what he's supposed to do, to what the left guard's supposed to do. And Nick was just intense. He was yeah. intense, but, but if he did what you were supposed to do, he respected you. And I'll never forget, he was telling me a story once about when he was at the Browns, how there was a, a third and eight call, and he called a blitz because he wanted the quarterback to hit the hot read, which was four yards, and they tackle him and they stop him. And so the linebacker didn't get the signal, and he missed the read, and it became a nine-yard gain, and he started getting mad, and he started yelling and swearing and screaming at me as he's telling me the story. <laughs> he got, and he got mad at me. He got mad at you. Yeah, he got like, mad at me. You were there. I was right. He's, like, telling me the story and getting mad at me and yelling at me, and I'm, I got nothing to do with that, Coach. I'm just here at practice, you know? <laughs> but he was just that intense, you know? He, he had that ability to, like, go he, to another level, like a yeah, different he place. Was, George would call you names. George would call you MFR, C, <laughs> Ka, Ka, yeah. you name it. C, he got suck. personal sometimes. Very, back very in those personal. Days. But that's, that was like the culture. Of that was back, back then. then. You know, nowadays you can't say that. Nick never got that personal. No, but no. he ripped you though. Oh, he did. Now, rip Nick you. don't play. No, he don't play. He still. I mean, I still hear him. He sounds the exact same too. He's aged. I mean, what has it been like 20, 25 years almost, man? And he sounds. Hey, he exact, looks better. He does look. I mean, he's going backwards, Benjamin he, Button style. I swear to God, he looks I mean, better. this guy. I mean, if you look, go back and look in nineteen ninety five when we beat Michigan, his hair was gray then. Yeah, yeah. And is now. He, like I mean, he's got. We got, you got to call whoever he's dealing with. You need to call him. It's those rings. It, <laughs> the it's rings the, have made him. That's the fountain of youth. There it is. Look at Brady. If you got, if you want Brady, to, Brady, yeah, seven rings. He's back. Oh, HGH still. with Brady. There you go again, uh, talking uh, about the goat. I don't have proof. I mean, yeah, I don't have proof. This guy believes Tom Brady is on HGH. I didn't say but, I believe uh, it. Some, uh, it's the ring. That's what it, it's the rings. It's the rings. It's the rings. Makes you go backwards. So you know, guys, ladies, uh, if you want to reverse your aging, I'd say uh, win Super Bowls or national titles for college footballs, and uh, look, it's working for them. You know, but you talk about Nick, right? And you talk about the way that he's adapted to recruiting. Oh, yeah. All right? Yeah. Nick, Nick, has been, Nick has evolved. When he recruits kids, he tells them he's, he's going to have four or five stars playing corner, and he's going to tell every one of them when he recruits them, you're going to play 20 plays, we're going to save your body for the NFL. That's what he tells them. That's the, yeah, it's, and that's it's how he gets them. Yeah. And he's got the proof. I mean, he's had how many first-rounders he had the last 10 years? Oh, God. Ungodly amount. Yeah. I mean, Top you know, 10. So he's had. I mean, you got to measure that more like what's how many top 10s. Because you say first-rounders, so it's, it's a huge number. He tells number. you, we're going to save your body. You're playing 20 plays. There's going to be four people just as good as you, and we're going to get you ready for the league. And that's what he does. I mean. And they a, buy in. They're lined up. I mean, they're lined up. But, yeah. he, but he's adapted, right? He saw you, you're with this. You're seeing the NIL. And uh, name, image, and likeness, and the portal, the transfer portal. Oh, yeah. And you're seeing the way that it's changing the landscape. It's changing yeah. recruiting. It's changing how you recruit kids. It's changing it, everything. It's changing everything. Absolutely, uh, you saw, it is. You saw Alabama had a quarterback announce. Uh, I, don't think he's, I don't think he's played a down yet. Uh, $1.3 million contract. Jason, is, is, are the portal, let's start NIL. Is NIL good for name, image, and likeness and paying these kids and the portal for that matter? Are they good for college football? So, yes. Yes and yes. Because I think that the name, image, and likeness and, and combined with the transfer portal, it basically gives players, like, they're, they're free agents. Hey, hey, you see universities are becoming free agents as it is right now with Oklahoma and Texas defecting the, from the Big 12 and, and going to the SEC. So, uh, everybody's going to chase that dollar. Big 12's going back to the swack. Yeah, yeah, Big 12's <laughs> going to be gone. I don't see how they survive with all this. Do and any of the teams join the Big 10 from the Big 12? What do you think? Maybe. If, if it fits, 
You know, I know the Big Ten's been looking for a while. There you were know, some rumors symbol, of Oklahoma State. Uh, you know, that, that symbol for the Big Ten is set up to be a six, one six. The IG, it's, that's what it is. <laughs> it's been there from, since it was a Big we 12. Got, we got room for four more. Yep. Come yeah, on in. No, two. Just two. Oh, just we two. got 14. We got 14. Right. I'm sorry. It's right. So we just need two more. We might kick yeah. somebody. No, we're not going to kick anybody out. Nobody not, gets kicked out of the Big Ten. Nobody gets kicked out of the Big Ten. You know, but, you know, I think that the name, image, and likeness is basically allowing the free market to decide what a person's value is. And but, isn't but, that but the society you, you talk we live free, in? You talk free market. Yeah. You, free market's one thing, and capitalism is another. There are still regulatory arms, regulatory agencies. There are still rules in place. There are still guardrails around every industry. Mm-hmm, yeah. am, I, am, I, am I correct? Yeah, there are. There are. And so, and I know we're, Some. On, we're on uncharted territories here, but... Don't you agree that there needs to be uniform rules across the country if this name, image, and likeness is oh. not going to become a league of the haves and have-nots? No, I, I don't see how you can how do, do you it. Figure? How, how do you do, figure? How do you figure? How, how can you do you that? You have to. No, you, you can't, you have you can't to. regulate that because, look, you, if you regulate in the Big Ten or if you try to say the NCAA already is out of the question. The, the NCAA can come out and say They're maximum out. dollars Supreme per team. Court. Supreme Court already ruled. They spoke. Kavanaugh, he had his beer. And, and so he then you got the car dealer. He had that 12-pack, and he said, look here, what you guys are doing <laughs> in the NCAA is, is damn illegal. In any other facet of this whole society, we call the United States of America. Look, so, I, I, hey, so then now I don't, NCAA I don't, tucked their tail between their legs. They're done. I, listen, I, don't, I think that, the, first of all, let me say this. I 100% support the players getting paid. I, it's about time. Yeah. All right? And all oh, yeah. of them. All of them, and you were getting paid, but that was from your dad. Yeah, my dad was paying. That's you different. Know, Plus, I don't think anybody wanted card. a six foot one, two hundred ninety six pound <laughs> offensive guard. That wasn't very appealing, <laughs> you know. But anyway, my point is, oh, I had my daddy's credit card. Yeah, yeah. daddy's well, credit no, I, card. I, I, th- those were to buy my friends. BMW. I was buying my friends. Eddie Bauer. That's <laughs> Eddie Bauer Explorer. My, I mean, this my guy, point he was is, a charm. Like, but go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> my point is, is that you can't. It's not a level playing field. If the car dealer owner in Alabama, who might be Nick Saban, by the way, but <laughs> can pay a player X amount of dollars when the car dealer in Michigan can, when each state has different levels of deep pockets, different levels of median income. Um, it, if you're in one league, if you're in one conference, if you're in one league or you're in one universe, the rules have to be the same. Uh, don't look, ask me look, how, because I don't know how. This no, thing's two uh, weeks look, old. Are there not million like guys who are very successful, billionaires that graduated from not so big schools that, that didn't go to Alabama? Are there people like that out there that didn't go to Alabama? Yeah, there are. Sure. Oh, so so they're not going to step up because like let's just face it. I mean, as a society, we're we're addicted to football. Uh, NFL, college football is just kind of sets the tone for everything else in this country. I mean, look at the ratings. If you don't believe me, go look at the ratings for you I, know the top I'm, twenty I'm not, show, top I'm not fifty shows that. I'm not in America. Disputing. And the NFL is all over that. I'm not disputing football. that. So what I'm saying, there's going to be an alumni somewhere in all those other places that you're saying have and have not that steps up and says, you know what, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired too. I want a good player, so. Hey, I know Alab- I know they down there with uh, Nick Saban. They giving you know a million, one point three million dollar deals to the quarterback. We gonna do five over here, and there's gonna be ten over there. College football's done. It's gonna, it's gonna be it, it's gonna be complete. There has be to be uniform rules. I want free agency. I want you to pay the kids, I, the, the student athletes. For me, they the problem it. is gonna be though. It's the casualties. There's gonna be some casualties. There's gonna be major casualties. Major. And then you saw today, you saw uh, a group trying to form a players' union, which it's gonna happen. Yep. Mark my words, that will, that's gonna happen. Um, and at the end of the day, if this thing goes the way that I think it's gonna go, it's gonna become a league of have and have-nots. Yeah. And, mean, and and you're going to take out the joy of the Poland Weed Eater Independence Bowl that you and I had <laughs> back in 95 when we went down the lovely Shreveport. Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah, when we went down, it's going to take away that joy. Down there. I mean, that's, <laughs> listen, man, like, I don't think those bowl games go Hold away. Hold on, Memphis, stop the Liberty Bowl. The Liberty Bowl. The memories. I was grounded then. You were grounded? I was grounded, yeah, Blue Curfew in Japan. I was grounded at the Liberty Bowl. But still. <laughs> I, that's what George called me from that from the field. I was still in high did. school. <laughs> <laughs> we want you to be a Spartan. I got Merry Christmas, we, you. You know what, sucker? 
grounded. That's what I got. Merry Christmas, you. And I mean, that's what I would get. I'd get MF'd. Go to your room. I mean, these are things that still get talked about to this day. Go man. to your room. You're yeah. not leaving your room. If this, and when we were in Japan, we blew curfew. He said, if, if, if the flights weren't as expensive, I would ship your ass home right now. Japan against Wisconsin? Yeah, 93. Oh, man. And yeah. you know who, who, was, who was on that team back then? 93, Wisconsin? Daryl Bubble. Uh, and? Hold on. Which team? Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker. That's right. <laughs> he was on that team. That's right. He was. So you go. You think this? Uh, you. I mean, putting guardrails. Let's go to the portal for a second. Which I think the transfer portal. And I know Coach Izzo hates this, and I know he hates NIL. But this, these are the times. You know, this is where, this is where this is going, and this is where. You got to be ready for it. But that portal has benefited Michigan State, has benefited Coach Tucker, who's taken tremendous advantage of that portal. Yes. So it's here to stay. You got to embrace it. And that's what, that's exactly what he's done. Is it good for college football, though? Let's remove Mel Tucker and Michigan State for a second. Is the portal good for college football? I think that history will tell us was it good? I do think that. Every player runs through this moment in time as a freshman when they first get to campus that they feel like, hey, man, did I make the right decision or not? That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Did quitting ever cross your mind when you played? Absolutely. Me too. Yeah, for sure. I would have been in the portal in year three. (laughs) Had an an Valparaiso. But I would have been. (laughs) (laughs) Straight to Val. I would have been a Valpo, baby. Valpo or. or, The uh, Greyhounds. Yeah, or um, South Dakota State. They're, they're actually I'm pretty sorry, good. I don't, is that where they are? South Dakota State. I don't know. I, Come I don't on, Valparaiso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so, I would, I would, yeah. I'd be, I would have been in. I would have quit. I mean, yeah, everybody, for sure. everybody, everybody at one time or another thought about quitting. Now it's, it's just easier. You it's know? easier to move. See, it's like to move. quitting is a different thing. Like, because. I, what stopped me from making that move, besides like my father saying, "Hey, come on home and bag groceries," was me calling other guys around the country that I knew that were at other universities that I thought were better or having a better time. And uh, no, everybody, everybody felt the same way. Every, every player in America feels like quitting football. If they don't, they lie. If they told you they didn't, they'll you, probably you know, lie. You know, you're right, because I called around to guys that I knew too, and uh, they crossed their mind too about quitting and, and getting out of ball. But <laughs> I called my dad and said, Dad, I'm done. I've had it. I want out of here. He told me, great, pack your bags. I got a rag for you, and there's a bunch of bottles for you to wipe down at the party store. Come on home. He th- you had the same talk I had? I did. Wow. He told me, you shut your mouth. You get back in there. You work hard. And it's funny because George would always say, work hard, keep your mouth shut, and good things would happen. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Dad... Thank you. Best move I ever made. <laughs> My dad just hung the phone up and said, hey, it's not worth all that. Come on home and get your job at the, the local Kroger down the street here. You can bag some groceries. But entering, and I had to think about that all night. I, I, oh, I, I once my dad said that, I wasn't, I wasn't going back. There was no way. No but, way. but entering that portal, you, you think the portal is a, it's a good thing for college football? You know, I think that every situation, you know, people Isn't it making it easier for kids to just come up? You know, I mean, five hundred. How many kids are in the portal right sometime now? Sometimes you're in a bad marriage. You okay, know? I mean, I sometimes get sometimes that happens. Where's and the adversity? How do we fight through adversity and come through adversity? I mean, if you play football, you fight through adversity. I don't think when the game going comes gets easy tough, we up. pack our bags now and get going, yeah, or do you we shouldn't. pack our lunch pail and go to work? I mean, that's, that's the, the part I don't like. But if they're with the name, image, and likeness, they're looking at other opportunities for themselves to be on a bigger platform. I think that's what's going to happen. So. You know, a kid might go to Cal Berkeley uh, and, and have be the Pac-12 freshman of the year, and now his sophomore year he's going to Alabama. You know, things like that are going to happen because now he's got a con- – as soon as he goes to Alabama, now he's got a $2 million deal. You know, th- that kind of – people will play it that way more so than so the kid So how are we ever going to catch Alabama? <laughs> hey, it's got to be it's, – it's the people who own the businesses that want to contract that – individual for their name image and likeness so it's it's the same across the board for everybody so hey i i and i'm for it i am for it but i think you need to put guardrails around it i think you need to put rules around it i think um allowing a one-time transfer is fine that's it can you enter it more than once you if you do the second time you have a penalty now 
one year. So you saw what Mel Tucker did. Mel, Mel has replaced, um, I think he's turned over 40-some, 20, 20. Yeah, 20. I think close to 40, like 34 to something, something like that. Play, new players, when typically you're only getting about 20 to 25 new players through scholarships. But through the portal and attrition, he's been able to and flip he's done the roster. An, I mean, and you've seen the kids that we're getting oh, are yeah. from Power 5 schools. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing the ones that are leaving are going to more MAC-type, uh, you yeah. know, non, non-Power non 5 Power schools. Non-Power 5 conferences, So yes. you're seeing, regardless of what we know or don't know, is you're seeing, in theory, uh, a talent upgrade. There you go. And then you saw... Takes talent to win football games. Oh, yeah. Great players make coaches great. You know? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. It's time. What are we going to do here? We're going to – it's time. All right. Joining Let's us. Let's do it. To talk more about the state of the program at Michigan State University. And I'm going to say this. An absolute delight and treat to be around. He is one hell of a gentleman. We got Coach Mel Tucker in the house. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. Brian Stray, what's up? <laughs> Y'all doing good? We, we are fantastic. It's great to have you. We appreciate you joining us, Coach. Tell us, uh, how's Anytime. it going? It's going well. I can't complain. I'm just living the dream over here in sunny East Lansing. That's good you know, to recruiting hear. Like crazy. Recruiting like crazy. Is, is it, and so is that – tell us about the state of the program, Coach, and, and, and what kind of offseason that we've had here heading into uh, uh, fall ball. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm really, I'm really pleased with the direction of the program, where we are right now. Um, you know, the, 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 the main event when I got here, uh, February 12, 2020, was to hire a great staff. We did that. And then it was all about shifting the culture. Um, we've done that. We flipped the roster. We got a lot of new players. Uh, had nine mid-year guys that we had 25 initials, um, and so we were able to hit the ground running after the season. We had a great uh, Spartan training program and, and our winter conditioning program. We had a great, um, very productive spring practice where we were, we were able to get better and develop some players. Uh, we had the rest of the guys come in and report in the summer in June. We had a great uh, summer program, um, and now we're ready to start uh, report uh, to camp a week from tomorrow. So um, the culture is set. You know, the infrastructure is there. Infra- infrastructure uh, precedes culture. And I just, it, it's a really good feel in the building. Um, when recruits come in here with their, with their families, they can feel it. The energy, you know, authentic people here, great relationships. You know, we deal in the truth. You know, it's not a lot of French pastry. It's a meat and potato straight down the middle. It is what it is, um, we, and we keep it real. And that's what people want. That's what they. That's what they expect from us here in East Lansing, and that's what they're going to get. Wow, Coach. I mean, so when you talk about all the the players that you've been able to get through the portal, like, what is the the biggest thing that you look for with that Spartan dog, because we talk a lot about Spartan dog in East Lansing, and uh, you know what that is better than anybody. So what is it that you look for in your players, be it skill or the big guys? Yeah, well, we're looking for guys with tremendous character, uh, first and foremost. Um, we, we're looking for guys who, uh, who live football, not just like it or love it, but live it. Um, and, you know, we're looking for guys that can rise above coaching. You know, Jim Trussell taught, taught me that years ago. Like you just said, you know, good players make you a, a good coach. Great players make you a great coach. We need guys that can, they can rise above coaching. They can win the one-on-ones. They can go on the road and beat top players, uh, top teams in the country, you know, and dominate their box and dominate their position. And so, uh, you know, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for length, you know, size, athleticism, explosiveness. You know, football is a, uh, a game for big people. You got to move people against their will or across the field. You know, and we want the guys that have a, a chip on their shoulder and have something to prove. They want to play a physical brand of football, uh, like like what our fans and our former players and our Spartan Dogs deserve here in East Lansing. Tough, physical, hard-nosed football. Be able to run the ball, stop the run. 
you know, knock the heck out of people, you know, make people never want to play us again. And that's the type of program that we need to have here. That's what we're building. So in order to do that, you win with people. So we need the, we need the type of players that have that type of mentality that want to go out there and play that type of football, play at the highest level, play on the east side of the division uh, with some great teams, you know, get win the Big Ten and get in the playoffs and win two games. Those are the types of guys we're looking for. So, Coach, we know um, <clears throat> we know it's all in the trenches. As former offensive linemen, <laughs> we, yeah. we, and we're very familiar with our past history here. Uh, and our best years here, we've had a physical, dominant offensive and defensive line. When you look at 13, 14, 15, some of the great years, uh, you obviously uh, were dealt a very challenging hand coming in uh, during covid uh, having months before you got to even meet your players, no spring ball, no evaluation of your talent. Um, it was a very, very unique circumstance, probably something that we'll never, ever see uh, in our lifetime, at least let's hope. You, that you've, you've went into the portal, and from by the looks of it, you've been done a tremendous job and very active. You, you clearly know what you're looking for and what you want when you go into that portal. And we've, we're seeing it. We're seeing it by the type of uh, young men you're bringing in. We're seeing it by some of the pictures uh, of how kids are looking six months later after being in the weight room. Um, talk to us a little bit about that process and just your beliefs of the portal and, and, and kind of, you know, being coming from the SEC, what it takes to win in the trenches in the Big Ten. Yeah, well, well obviously, the, to win in the trenches, you have to have you have to have uh, you know big, strong, physical guys that they they got a little something about them that uh, they, they like to, to to put their face in the fan and, and bang it around in there and move people. And every you know that's not for everyone, but in the trenches you need those type of guys. They're built a little a little differently. They think a little differently. But we're looking for size and explosiveness. But we do need to meet, we we do need to be able to move people. Um, you know, I take with the portal, we take a, a kind of an NFL approach. Uh, I spent 10 years in the National Football League as a coach. And, and in the league, you have like the pro, the pro side of it. And you have the, the pro scouts. They, they scout your team and the 31 other teams. And, and that's for free agency purposes. And then you have the college side and they, they scout uh, the guys in the college ranks um, and for the draft. And so we have our personnel department set up it up the same way so you know we have a guy that sits at his computer and he uh has the portal open he presses refresh every 30 minutes and and mm. uh, and when we people hit the the portal then we activate and we have to you know identify them we have to evaluate them and then if they if they uh <clears throat> if they seem like they're gonna be a good fit for us and what we're looking for because we know what we need um then we we actively recruit them and it happens in a matter of hours uh, in the in the portal, wow. portal, it goes it goes it's, 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 it goes quickly. I mean, it's like it's like light speed. You know, it's just, it's, it's so much different than um, recruiting the high school players when you, you you know you might be recruiting a guy for two or three years. You know, um, in the portal, you know, it's sometimes it's a matter of two or three days. You know, um, if that. Wow. And so, um, you know, you just have to be you know have to make quick decisions. Uh, quick implementation and quick execution, and if you if you see that you're going down, you know going down the wrong path, then you got to own it and change change course and adapt and adjust and keep moving forward. But you got to go, you got to be aggressive, um, and uh, you know there's no this is not for the faint of heart, that's for sure. Wow, that's incredible! That the speed that you get to have somebody mm. at the ready on the computer wow. every thirty minutes. I mean, just to be able to get in the game the what do you hit? I'll take him and then he, he just automatically shows up in East Lansing how does that work um, well I mean there, there's a vetting process and you know so it's all hands on deck a lot of phone calls uh, you know a lot of uh, you know a lot of background checks you know obviously that we have film you know film is readily available we have you know we can get film from all over the country so we get a chance to uh, look at the film we pull out the high school film again now we pull out whatever whatever we have, and we get as much information as we can on the guys, and, and we and we talk, and we see what we have to. We look for alignment. You know, what do you, you know, you know, what do you? Why are you in the portal? What are you looking for? Um, you know, what are we looking for? And is there is there alignment there? And if there if it's a match, and if it's a fit, then 
you know, then we're, you know, aggressively going after these guys and, and you know, we're not in a vacuum. I mean, there's, you know, we're, we're fighting for guys that, you know, just like in recruiting high school guys, everybody in the country is, is, is going after these these same guys. And so, you know, we have to compete um, to, to get those guys. And so it's, um, you know, it's, 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 it's something that is, uh, it's, a, it's all hands on deck and we use all the resources that we have. And, and we have a great coaching staff that, that coaches all over the country. And this is my 25th year um, in, uh, in, in coaching. And so, you know, we've got a lot of connections, you know, in the South, you know, out West, you know, East Coast, you know, we know a lot of, uh, we know a lot of coaches. We know a lot of, uh, you know, we know a lot of NFL people. We know a lot, we know, we know a lot of people. And so we can connect the dots, you know, pull the, keep pulling the threads and, uh, and making sure that we know, um, you know, what we're getting ourselves into. And, and uh, I'm, I've been very, very pleased with, you know, how we've, uh, been able to acquire the type of players that we need to, to move the needle here. That's fascinating, Coach. I mean, when you talk about, you know, you did, you know, people forget this, but you were in the NFL, what, 10 years? Yes, sir. Yes, 10 sir. years. So, I mean, think about that. I mean, been in the SEC, mm. you know, NFL for Georgia, 10 years. LSU, Georgia, LSU, Alabama. Yeah. yeah. And, and head coach out in Colorado, mm-hmm. Pac-12. I mean, so recruiting out there, you've got that West Coast reach, and then you got guys on your staff from out there. But when you talk a lot about, Coach, uh, the team is built in the weight room. And you have a situation right now when you have so many newcomers, new faces on the team. How do you get those guys acclimated into the, the culture of being, you know, a Spartan, a Spartan dog? Well, yeah, I do believe the team is built in the weight room. Um, we, have a, we have a great strength and conditioning staff. Um, you know, Coach uh, Jason Novak is our head strength and conditioning coach. Um, and the staff is outstanding. We have a sports science uh, director that has a has a PhD, and we have a full time dietitian for football only uh, that handles the nutrition and the, all the uh, the assessments and the body comps. And so, you know, we have a team of folks down there for performance, um, and that's where um, that's how you that's where you get strong. That's where you get fast. That's how you get more explosive. That's that, that's how you you we compete in the weight room. Um, it's, it's your your mental and physical toughness down there, your resiliency, the teamwork, the te- the chemistry, you know, learning how to strain, knowing how to strain together. The leaders, leadership, you know, leaders start to step up. You know, all that is that's built in the weight room because uh, we're competing. There's a lot of athletes down there. They know that we're going to play the best players, and um, and people, you know, react and, and grow and develop with pain and pressure. You know, you got pain and pressure, and that's in the, in the weight room. When you think about what happens in the weight room and in these strength and conditioning programs, and when you're running and lifting, it's pain and pressure. You're competing every day, still sharpening still, and that's where that's how that's how your team is built, and that's the culture that we have here. Guys know that that you know that it, that's there is no choice. Choice is, is an illusion when it comes to you know, nutrition, rest and recovery, and strength and conditioning, there is no choice. There's there's only one way. Um, and so that's the culture. And when guys, we have newcomers, you know, first term uh, players in, in our in our program, um, they feel that, you know, because they get it from their teammates. And they, and, and it's, it's just part of how we live. Um, and and they wouldn't, and they, and they wouldn't really be here. They wouldn't even be in the building if that's not what they, if that's not what they wanted, if that's not the culture that they wanted, because we tell them up front, we don't sugarcoat anything. We're not trying to trick anyone. This is what we're doing here. This is what's required. It takes what it takes to get to where we want to go. Here's the opportunity. Is this what you want? And, and the people in this building, the players in this building, that's what they want. Coach, as you know, um, as we watch you on uh, social media and just, you know, you – your understanding of today's young man, uh, what they want, what they want to see, um, the way they want to be recruited, um, using the way the tools in which you use, how well you use social media and understanding how important that is to this generation of, of kid and, and how, how 
the lack of attention span, for lack of a better term, that some of these young men have, and just social media has, has given us all ADD. I mean, let's let's just be honest here. You know, uh, I can't. I, I got two minute video on Twitter. I can't watch it next. Boom. You know, I, I mean, somebody leaves me a voicemail. I get. I'm like, what are you doing? Just text. What are you leaving me a voicemail for? So, you know, would you, as you, as we've watched you, tell us how recruiting has changed over the last 20 years. Oh my goodness. I, I can remember when, uh, as an assistant coach 20 years ago, you know, we would go out in spring recruiting and we were actually looking for players going school to school to school with questionnaires and, 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 uh, <laughs> and blank tapes, you know, VHS tapes, you know, hoping that we could get the, them to send us a, a, a tape back in the mail the next day or whatever. We were going like looking for players school to school. You know, now we already know where the players are because of social media and I mean the, the, the it's right on your phone I mean with huddle and the, the players are making their own highlight tapes they're sending them to you you can get anything from any camp any anything they've done in any camp they've been any we have everything so it's not even about that you know it's about um, quickly identifying and evaluating the, the guys that that, that you know you need, that you know that can help you win. Um, and, then, and, then, and then at that point, once you offer them and you get in on them, then it's, about, it's all about sales and marketing at that point for those guys. And that's where the social media comes in. You know, we have a creative department uh, with, you know, uh, with graphic artists and, you know, uh, motion graphics and photographers. Um, things like that, and they, and and we're very very active on social media. We got four people uh, in in our football space here, just dedicated just uh, for that. Um, you know, built you know, presenting our 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 brand, and then and building and helping the players on the team that we have right now build their brand. Um, and you know, I, I've got two I got two boys myself, seventeen and nineteen, and so um, you know we you know we we, we know what. Um, what's important to to these young men in, in recruiting, um, and we have a lot to offer, you know, here at Michigan State as well. You know, we have a great university, we have a great product, we have great tradition, a lot of great players um, you know, that have played here. You know, represented in the NFL year in and year out, and so um, it's just about selling our program, and we use all the tools available to us to do that. Whether it's you know, it's social media, or um, when when people come here on a, on official visits or, or unofficial visits, um, you know we you know we have all of that. I mean, it's it's all about access, you know, delivery delivery of the information. Like you said, Brian, how do you package it so it's digestible, so the players, so it's interesting to them, so you can capture their minds uh, for for that moment, um, and then um, and and then keep them wanting to you know keep them wanting to see more. You know, and um, so you don't lose them, so you can maintain, um, so you can maintain their attention while you build a relationship, so it can snowball. And at some point, you know, they want to say, "Hey, I want to, I want to come to Michigan State," and and that's and that's basically you winning a recruiting battle, and you're competing for guys. And competition is so much about comparison. They're comparing us to all of the other schools that are recruiting them. Social media, weight room. You know, nutrition, housing, you know, academic, academic support, uh, you know, player engagement, civil, civil, civil engagement. What are we doing with paid internships? How, you know, how, what are we doing for life after football? Name, image, and likeness. They're comparing our product and what we're presenting to them to the other schools that, that are recruiting them as well. So, you know, we have to, we have to use all of our tools, all of our resources um, that, that we have in order to get the best players. I mean, Coach, you talk about that, the recruiting process and what's going on today in recruiting. And, and uh, I'm just now entering that with my son. I mean, coming back from 1994 to today, it's completely different. And looking at, like, the way these schools are operating, I mean, it's literally an arms race, it seems like, in college football for who can have the biggest and best. I mean, they're tearing down $80 million facilities to build $100 million. You know, it's just, it just where does it stop? But like that is what you're talking about, right? When you're talking about, you know, using and leveraging all of our resources in order to attract the kids. Because if you don't do it, then what are you as far as the kids when they when you lose them, as you said? Right? Yeah, I mean, you're going you're going to fall behind. I mean, you have to compete. 
you have to you have to um, you know you have to stay ahead of the curve. You have to be innovative. Um, you have to be able to adapt and adjust. Um, you have to be creative, and 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 continue always to try to find the winning edge. You know the competitive edge, the advantage. You know in recruiting, um, and and that's something. You know this that's a daily process. You have to recruit every single day and you have to always be able to adapt adjust you have to be able to grow um because and it is an arms race with facilities um the new arms race right now is is you know what we're doing in you know in name image and likeness and branding mm -hmm. yeah. and things like that that's the that's that's another that's another arms race you got facilities um you got uh you know you have you know the infrastructure arm race you know infrastructure again precedes culture and you know, so you have to have certain things in place um, in order to have the type of program and the type of culture that is conducive to producing, you know, championship football teams year in and year out. And and that's and that's uh, and you you got to love it. I mean, this is this coaching in the Power Five is not a job; it is a lifestyle. That's what it is. This is what we do. It's not something that you. You, I leave here at the office and I go home and I and I leave it here. No, it goes with me, right? It goes with me home. It, it, it's it's every day, all day, everywhere, everywhere, you know, 24/7. That's that's what recruiting is. That's what the, this program is all about. I mean, we're here to serve. We're here to serve the university, the university community, all of our alumni, all of our former former players. Um, you know, we're here to give back to the game of football. We're here to be. You know, we have a platform to, and we want people to look at us and say, "Hey, that's how you do that." You know, that's how that should be done. You know, I want I want my son to go to I want my son to go to East, uh, go to Michigan State. I want my son to go to school in East Lansing. I want my son to be with those with those people there because they they're doing it right. They care about they care about my son. They they see my son as a as an individual. And I always tell the players, you know, uh, football is is what you do. It's not who you are. You know, so we're mm -hmm. going to develop the whole 360 degree uh, student athlete um, and set them up for life after football. And we're going to take football as far as we can take it. Um, but it's, it is it is it is quite a it's quite a challenge. It's not for everyone. But I tell you what, everyone in this building is up for the challenge. I tell you what, coach, you know, that that 24 seven thing, you know, that, that that's not my style. That's why I turned down the job. So congratulations <laughs> on, on you taking that. But you're hey, right, man. that 24-7 arms race. And, you know, you mentioned name, image, and likeness earlier. Now that, that becomes part of the equation, and that's going to become a big part of the equation. Um, what, what are we doing uh, at, at Michigan State uh, to prepare uh, these young men and women and student athletes for this next phase of who knows what we're about to encounter. Um, yeah, well, I'll tell you what, um, that, that's a great question. And, and you know, in the, the next six to 12 months, you're going to tell us a lot. It we're is. going to learn a lot about this because we, we don't necessarily know where this, where this is going. Um, but um, we were prepared for this, you know, day one. I mean, one of my first hires was Darren Harris, and he was, he, he's a director He's outstanding. Player. Yeah, he's yeah. outstanding. He's yeah, a director he of player engagement. He's, you know, East Coast. He went to DeMatha. He was a, a, a smart great dude, man. player here. Yeah. He's a very mm -hmm. smart guy. He was a captain, Rose Bowl team, you know, and um, and and we from day one, we, we, we've had him in, in a position. He deals with everything off the field, you know, and building, brand building, uh, you know, uh, financial uh, literacy, literacy. Mm -hmm. uh, entrepreneurship programs. We have curriculum within, inside of our football program for our players. I mean, the week, the first week that they get here in January or June, whenever they whenever they enroll, we start on our with our overtime program. It's all about these things that are outside of the game of football. Whether, you know, the, the leadership piece, the academic piece, the time management piece, you know, all these things. And so, we were all and we were all already talking about how do you build your brand you know what is your brand you know how are you going to what what is life after football going to look like for you how do you use how do you use your experience here in michigan state and your football platform how do you use that to launch your career after football and how do you garner the resources and how do you network and things like that and so 
when uh, when name, image, and likeness uh, uh, actually became a reality, you know, it was just it, it would just allowed us to just recruit more resources uh, to that to that effort and continue and continue on the things that we were already doing. Um, we uh, partnered uh, with Anomaly for the education uh, piece for the players. Um, you know, we were already partnering with Influencer uh, with so so the players could get their images and so they could so they could do analytics with their social media and, and see what their values are and things like that. And so and, and so you know, with the, the education piece, with the contracts and you know uh, money and how do you uh, you know due diligence uh, and things like that. You know, edu- we we use those people to help educate them, educate our players. Um, and then with the influencer and with the, the images and the videos and the social media and the analytics, you know, combined with the things that we do and we were already doing, we have a very comprehensive uh, program for our, for our student athletes, and we you know put them in a the, in the position to, to make you know make great decisions um, and capitalize on the name, image, and likeness. And I'm all for it. I think it's a, I think it's a great thing. You know, who knows where it's going to go. Um, you know, we're just putting putting our guys in a position um, so that they can they can do it the right way. Um, it's uh, you know protective protective education. You know, we got to make sure these guys um, are making the right decisions um, and and aligning themselves with with the with the right types of people. They can really they can really help them uh, and 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 do things the right way. Um, and and I'm tell you what, it's it's going it's going well so far. Um, and people want, you know, they, they, they say, well, is it going to be a distraction or what if you get this player that's making this amount of money and this guy's not, and his teammates not making as much? Well, hey, welcome to the National Football League. That's the way it is there. <laughs> that's <laughs> and, right. And you, you can build a team in the National Football League as well. And you can win championships there. You just, you know, it just, it, it, it just takes, it just takes, it takes a very strong culture and it takes, it takes great leadership. From, I mean, from you the, know, on the coaching staff and on, on the side of the players, right? I, I mean, I, you just made a comment about you know the, it's welcome to the NFL. That's exactly what it is. You know, in the NFL, you've got quarterbacks that take salary cuts, right, in order to get more players, better players on the team, so that they can try to win a chip, Super Bowl ring. You know, right. is will it get to that level? Quarterbacks doing that, you know, like to get more players to come. To his university. I mean, this thing, the sky, who knows where this thing can go, yeah, man. Give up my scholarship because I got a big endorsement so we can get another, yeah. another kid. You know, yeah. I mean, this Don't count me go. towards 85, coach. Well, coach, no, I, 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 I will say this. I will, yeah, don't, yeah, right? Yeah. Don't, I will say this, coach, and you're, you have done your recruiting class so far. I think it's hovering around 25. You just signed a kid from uh, my high school, my alma mater, the Forts and Tractors, uh, Antonio Gates' son. And uh, we're, we're watching everything that you're doing. And uh, we're, you know, all the former players are extremely excited. It's one thing that you've done, I think, very well is that you've brought us all in and made us part of the family um, and made, made it a point that everybody is welcome. And, uh, you know, you're seeing the excitement amongst former players and, uh, you know, buying into your, your process, buying into your culture, buying into your belief system. And, you know, we... Uh, we're very fortunate to have you, Coach. And uh, I got one last question, though. Um, I see you smiling over there. <laughs> if, you, if you're going to have any old linemen come in to talk about your linemen, about after football and nutrition, uh, oh, would you go. bring me in or yeah. Jason in <laughs> to talk to them? You hear that? Yeah, what, what about business, man? You know, who do you want your offensive linemen? If they're not going to the league, who do you want your linemen to look like, Coach? Hey, me on. or Jason come after on, football? Well, hey, you can't look like a ballerina. This this what we'll do. We'll bring both in. We'll bring you both in. I'll introduce you to the team, and I'll see you to two separate rooms. And I'll say, you guys go to where you want to go and listen to who you want to listen to. We'll let those guys there you go. Yeah, de facto segregation. Coach, awesome. it's a pleasure having you, Coach. Thank you, Coach Mel Tucker. Appreciate you coming on Thanks, today. Coach. We're excited to see you. We'll see you Friday. And uh, thank you very much. We wish you nothing but the best this fall. And uh, thank you for coming. And uh, nice talking to you. Good luck this season. Go Green. Yeah, I appreciate how you guys have me on. And we'll see you soon. Go White. Yes, sir. Take care. Take Mel care, Tucker. Bro. You got Mel Tucker there. But I tell you what. 
He is a treat, you know? Absolute treat, isn't he? He Get, is. Getting you a good look at how he attacks that portal. Oh, and, he knows. Listen, I'm going to tell you, program. he knows I – in my prior life, I was a trustee at MSU where we hired Mel, and I was part of that search. And I will say this. Nobody had a plan like he did. Nobody. From recruiting to philosophy to culture – he knew our too deep. He knew the strengths and weaknesses. He had a whole recruiting plan laid out. Geography, high school, states. I'm telling you, Spartan fans, we got the guy. We got the guy. So um, I guess that'll wrap it up here. Pretty close to wrapping it up, huh? We are? It's been a pleasure. First show. Absolutely. No commercials. Good I'm job, sure, man. I'm sure we'll be littered with uh, sponsors after. <laughs> and well, by the time we get done here with our millions of viewers, we'll have about 18 minutes of content, right? But with don't all worry. the commercial, all the commercial, brick by brick, baby. That's all how we Br- build this thing, <laughs> brick by brick, brick by brick. Everybody, thank you for joining us. I am Brian Mosalem. You are watching Inside the Locker Room with my co-host. Have a good night. God bless. And Jason go green. Strayhorn, go white. Take care. powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.